You're listening to the Paradox Church Podcast. Paradox Church is a Jesus-centered community where our motto is, Come as you are, no perfect people allowed. For more information about our service times, location, and to get connected with us, please visit our website at www.paradoxchurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Have you ever gotten a gift and not seen the value of it at first? For years, my grandma would give me batteries for Christmas. Every single year, without fail, you could count on it. And as I remember, as I would excitedly open through all of these gifts that now I don't even remember, I would finally come to that one simple heavy bag. And I knew exactly what was inside. I didn't even have to open it. I didn't have to unwrap it. There was nothing to see there. You could just move right along. And it's been a couple years now since Grandma passed, and I don't get batteries for Christmas anymore. Looking back on it, the gift I never would have bought for myself was the one that I never had to. It was just there, consistently. The gift I felt like I could have done without proved to be the most useful. And the gift I least looked forward to getting was actually one of the most memorable, memorable ones of all. A gift that was never on my list. That even felt a little impersonal at times. Has now become a meaningful picture of her love for me. Her presence with me. 2020 hasn't exactly been the year any of us would have asked for. It hasn't been the year that any of us would have wanted. We've missed our normal life, our traditions, the simple pleasures of life that we took for granted. We've dealt with disappointment, the loss of a job, feeling surrounded by uncertainty, and we're looking for hope. We've gone through homeschooling, racial tension, political unrest, and all we wanted was a little peace. We've experienced anxiety, fear, depression, sickness, and and mourned the loss of loved ones. Now, more than ever, we're longing for joy. We've been locked down, disconnected, isolated, and all we need is love. Maybe we've even come to the end of this year questioning God's presence in our present reality. Sometimes, though, the things we never asked for in life hold God's greatest gifts to us. The gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love. The gift of God's presence in our present, our past, and our future and in a person, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the greatest gift of all, if only we'll unwrap it. Morning, Paradox. How are we doing today? Before we go any further, I think I forgot, we forgot to say this a little earlier. We've got some carpets set up down here. If there are any kids in here who want to come join, I'm going to need your help this morning, kids. As I give this message, I'm going to need a little help. So if you want to come down and sit somewhere here on the carpets, you can wear your mask if you want. You can spread out a little bit, but come on down as I'm just go ahead and start into the message. Come on down. I'm going to need your help. Miss Holly is going to need your help, especially too this morning. All right. Here I have a question for you. It's April 27th. 2018, where are you? I know where I was. 
on that night, Friday night, I was in a movie theater. Yes, remember those? A movie theater. I was there with April and watching the long, long awaited movie. I was so excited to watch Avengers Infinity War. April and I went there late night. We saw the movie. This was, this was years of buildup and excitement, watching all these characters develop this plot line come together and waiting to see this movie, this amazing movie. We sat down for whatever, three hours, and it was awesome. And then the ending happened. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, slight spoiler alert, it doesn't have a great ending. And all that anticipation and joy I carried in was kind of like, oh, no. But... The even better part for me was that I knew there was a second movie they had planned. One year from that date, the next April in 2019, I was going to get to sit down and see how all the story came together. I was going to see how my heroes vanquished the enemy and came up with the joy of victory in the end. And I got to tell you, there's something about having something to hold on to and look forward to. This This is so silly. And, and stupid, but it's true. That year between those movies, there were times when I was at work or when I was sad or doing stuff was heavy. And I would think ahead. I would think, oh, at least a year from now, I'm going to be watching Avengers Endgame. Like, I was so excited for that. And as silly as that is, it's very important and it's natural and healthy and great when we have things to look forward to. Is that right, guys? There's some, yeah, there's things in our lives like, like birthday parties. Or maybe, maybe for you who are older, maybe there's a date you're looking forward to, or a new job, or the birth of a child, or vacations, right? Vacations are great to look forward to. Or this time of year, we're looking forward to what? Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> presents. Yes, it's called Christmas first, then presents. Like, we look forward to Christmas. There's something about that anticipation that brings joy to us. And when we're down and when life is struggling, when, when things are heavier, we're depressed, we have that thing to look forward to. Today we get to talk about joy. As Dave mentioned, we get to talk about joy. Specifically, we get to talk today about the ultimate end game, heaven. Today, yeah, you can cheer. I want to hear some clapping. Today, we are going to have joy talking about heaven. Why? Why would we have joy talking about heaven? So here's what we're going to do today, guys. We are going to do a little investigation. And I'm going to ask your guys' help to be my investigators. Miss Holly has some Bibles. Some of you are going to help me read. So when I come to a Bible verse, you guys are going to help and join in that as well. And like a good investigator, we are going to, first of all, we need a a good credible source. That's why we're using the Bible to investigate and get our clues about what heaven's going to be like. But also a good investigator asks questions. And, And one of the ways we do that is we ask the five W's. Do you know what the five W questions are? Who... What, when, where, and why? We are going to ask these questions about heaven so that we can understand how is it that we can have such joy and anticipation for the future. So let's start with what? Because that's what everyone wants to know first, right? Not just kids, adults. We want to know what will heaven be like? What is it going to be like? Well, in order to answer that question, we ask our creative team to work with the kids to answer that question and to present back to us what they found out. So go ahead and watch your screens. What will you eat in heaven? Um, I think I'll probably eat waffles and cereal. Probably apples and the most delicious pies in the world. <laughs> I'll eat pancakes and pizza. Lolly, what will you eat in heaven? Uh, berries? I will eat pancakes in heaven. I think I'm going to eat lots and lots of pancakes. 
Potato chips. Really? Potato chips? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic kind. Heaven burgers. <laughs> okay, what is heaven going to be like? So when you walk in, there'll be like a bright light, and then there'll be like clouds everywhere, and the whole time you'll be feeling like you're giving God a really big hug. The moon. The moon. Clouds. Yeah, clouds. Mostly. Wait, um, are you sure about that? There are streets of gold. What will you see in heaven? Uh, some, some chicken nuggets and toys. Um, probably gold, diamonds, emeralds, all sorts of those kind of stuff. What's he got? Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. What kind of animals do you think will be in heaven? A giraffe. Animals that look weird. Like giraffes or sheep. What kind of animals do you think will be there? Probably a lion and a lamb and a horse. Hmm. <laughs> Your fingers. A lion and a lamb. What famous people will you see there? George Washington and um and then Babe Ruth. Francesca Beck. Bam Oh, Francesca Benesali. Joe Biden. <laughs> Stanley, the comic book Avengers. And then I'll try and find all the, like, the Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln. Um, Bob Marley. Yeah. What sports do the angels like to play? Uh, cover the lion's mouth. Play football. <laughs> They'll play foot guitar. <laughs> Skyball. What will heaven sound like? Um, probably the best sound ever, like probably music. Yeah. Birds! Birds! Tweet, 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 tweet! Um, like that dreamy choir music. What do you think God's gonna smell like? What? What do you think he'll smell like? Deodorant. A raccoon. A raccoon. Sweet pea and lavender. Candy and marshmallows. Yeah. Like, if we go to sleep in heaven, which I don't think we will, but if we do, and then God wakes up smelling like a lavender, and then he, like, and then at the end of the day, he smells like something different. He smells like cinnamon and toast Yeah. I think God will smell like... Pancakes? Tasty breakfast, 
What will you do all day in heaven? Um, play video games. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they have video games because I don't think they have Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm gonna meet Stanley on the gold cloud road. I'm gonna fly and I'll sleep no more. I'm gonna play sky ball with Babe Ruth. Oh, I'm gonna fly and I'll sleep no more. They got cheetahs and fast bears. Weird animals are there. Curious George and Panda zebras and tigers riding on a cloud. Dreaming choirs aloud. Angels are singing and the bats are cracking wild. Heaven smells like tasty breakfast. Heaven good pancake breakfast. Heaven smells like tasty breakfast. Heaven good pancake breakfast. If you're a ballerina, dancing is a thing. Francesca will be there, at least I think that's what she sings. Uh, even Trump and Biden, they won't stop their side. And sharing heaven burgers with the lamb and the lion. Heaven smells like tasty breakfast. Lavender pancake breakfast. Heaven smells like tasty breakfast. Lavender pancake breakfast. With my marshmallow foot guitar Hanging with my best friends Jesus got movie stars Wi-Fi and kicking so no driving in my Mario car Got no tears, I'm with Bob Marley We're eating classic chips in an air cafe Made of candy and s'mores This is what I'm told I wanna fly and I'll sleep Yeah, I'm gonna meet Stanley on the cold cloud road happens when you ask the creative team to do a simple task of film the kids, answer, ask them some questions, and you get that. Wasn't that awesome? And now you know exactly what heaven will be like. So we can all go home. Paradox, you are loved. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, you guys had some great thoughts about heaven will be like, and I think some of, some of what you said is, is probably true, but I think we should go to the Bible. Let's, let's be our investigators. Let's investigators. Who has clue number one for me? Okay, clue number one. Could you go ahead and read what you read there? Now, now she's reading from the book of Revelation, which was written by one of Jesus' friends. His name was John. He was a disciple, close 
friend, closest friend of Jesus. After Jesus died and was resurrected, John went on to help lead the church that we're a part of today. But at one point in time, John was, was, was tried to shut, they wanted to shut him up because he was doing such a good job, so they put him on an island by himself. That's where God met him, and God gave John this revelation, this vision of what heaven looks like. So go ahead and read for us. Then the angel showed me the river of water of life. It was clear as crystal. It w- flowed from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the middle of the city's main street. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit. It, its fruit was ripe every month. The leaves of the tree bringing healing to the nations. There will be no more night. There will not there will not need the light or of a lamb or the light of the sun. The Lord God will give them light. They will rule forever and ever. Thank you. All right. So we got a little bit of information there. We see John sees, he sees a city, he sees trees, he sees water. So it seems like some of the things that we're familiar with here, we will, we will see in heaven, we will experience in heaven. It seems there will be some food there. So maybe those kids will get their pancakes. We'll see, right? So we see some of these things, but not a whole lot. Other spots in Revelation, John talks about all nations gathering together and singing praise to God. So we know part of what we'll do in heaven is, is, is praising God for who he is. But there's got to be more. I wonder if there's a little bit more information. Who's got clue number two? Because I think we should hear from Jesus himself. Jesus came from heaven to earth on that first Christmas, right? So if anyone could tell us a little bit more about what heaven is like, Jesus could do it. So let's hear clue number two. There are many rooms in Father's house. And if if these were not true, I would have told you. I... I'm going to the there to prepare a place for you, and I will take you to be with me. Then you will also be where I am. Awesome. Thank you. So Jesus tells us a little bit more. He says that he's going to prepare a place for us. And then he talks about in God's God's house in heaven, there are many rooms. Well, I don't know about you. That leaves me a little bit confused still. Like, like, am I getting my own room or or do I still have to share a room? And do I, do I just have a room or is it more like, what's it going to be like? It's still not clear. The good thing that we heard in there is that Jesus said we're going to be there with him. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but still we're a little bit vague on exactly what heaven is going to be like. All right, who has clue number three for me? Do you? No, seriously, who has? No one has? That's right, no one has another verse because here's the thing. The Bible doesn't tell us much more. There's a few other spots. Isaiah has a vision of heaven, of a throne room that's similar to John's, but really the reality is all throughout the Bible, there's not a clear picture of what heaven will be like and exactly what we will do while we're there. It's like Felix said. Felix, one of the little boys from the video who was interviewed, this wasn't in the cut, but, but his mom asked him, she's like, she's like, tell me about heaven. And he looks at the camera and he's like, you tell me first and then I'll tell you. <laughs> like, like, he doesn't know. Like, like that's just the reality is, is we don't know. And, and, and while, while that may be like, well, I'd like to know a little bit more, I think that's okay. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But let's, let's, let's move on. Let's investigate and let's go to an easier question. What was kind of tough? 
Let's talk about when, okay? When. There's lots of different ways we can ask this particular question. When is heaven? Well, the Bible says that God is, is in heaven. He was there from the beginning. He always is. So when is heaven? Heaven is now. Heaven is, is a place, and it's there, and it's happening now. But the question that we are probably more interested in, because it involves us, is when will we go to heaven? What do you guys think? When, when will you go to heaven? When you die. Yes, you were right. Absolutely right. It was not a trick question. You will go to heaven when you die. When, when we all pass away, it, we, have, we will go to heaven. And if we know Jesus, if we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then that's where we will go and that's where we will be. So that part's, that part's easy. So the question of when will we go to heaven, we can kind of cover. That's, that's pretty handled. But the more tricky question is when will heaven come to us? The Bible talks about, God talks about a time when, when this world, everything we know, this world will pass away. And we will, and we will move on and, and God's kingdom will, will, will come in a new time. In fact, does that, someone have clue number four? Could someone read clue number four for us? Okay, go ahead and read that for us. But no one knows about that day, day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven know. The son, son does not know. Only the Father knows. Wait, wait, wait. Did you read that right? So Jesus doesn't even know? Only he's, the Father he's, he's looking, knows. Double checking. No, you read it right. You read it right. Yes, only God knows. So, so Jesus, Jesus is Jesus' word. Jesus is, he, he was asked, when will the Father restore the kingdom of heaven? When will everything, everything be made right? And Jesus is like, I don't know. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was distressed Jesus at all. I don't think he was upset by it at all. In fact, he was trusting in God. He's like, it's not for the Father. The Father knows. So, so we're not sure exactly what we're going to do in heaven, what it's going to be like. We're not sure exactly when this world will pass away and everything. At least, at least we've got to be able to narrow down and all be able to tell where heaven is, right? So here's what I would like you guys to do with me, investigators. Everyone can do this in the room. Uh, online, you can do this too. On the count of three, I would like everyone to simply point to heaven. Ready? One, two, three, point. Okay. All right, good. Most of you are pointing up. <laughs> Most of you are pointing up. Um, that makes sense, right? When we think of heaven, we think of up. When Jesus ascended into heaven, right? And we think of how we think of, down doesn't make any sense. That's the center of earth. It's rock and, and like lava. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, pointing sideways doesn't make sense. It's Canada is, is not heaven, right? It's pretty good there, but probably not heaven. So heaven is probably up. But where? It's like Past the clouds? Outer space? Maybe you have to go to the very edge of outer space. Or maybe heaven is even outside of outer space. Maybe heaven is amongst us in some other dimension. I don't know. And the reality is the Bible doesn't say either specifically where heaven is. Well, let's see. Let's see. Who, who's got the next clue? Clue number five. I do. Oh, thank you. Maybe, maybe I missed something. Could you read for us in the Bible clue number five? Go what? Ahead. Yep. Okay. Thanks. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth were completely gone. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. It was coming down out 
of heaven from God. It was prepared like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. All right, thank you. So, John saw the vision of the new heaven and earth coming down, right? But he also said that this earth has passed away and that a new had come. So, what is it? Is, is, is there going to be a new kingdom here on this planet, or is it all going to pass away and it's all going to be new? Here's the reality. We don't know for sure. It's, it's better to not think of heaven as a place where God is. It's better to understand that wherever God is, is a heavenly place. So as we, as we, as we, our investigation so far has yielded not too much fruit because we're not sure what heaven is exactly or when exactly it's going to happen or, or where exactly it is. But that's okay. Think of it like this, kids. If your parents came to you and said, ah, we have an amazing vacation we are going to go on. And, and we're planning it, and it's going to be, it's going to be, you're going to love it. And you say, oh, where are we going? I'm not going to tell you exactly. Well, when are we going? Well, you'll see when it comes. Well, what, what are we going to do? Trust me, you're going to love it. Because it's your parents, you would, you would, you would trust, and you would, you would be ready to go on the vacation. You wouldn't be, uh-uh, I'm not going unless I know, right? So that brings us to our next question of who. I'm going to ask Ms. Holly to come up and help us out with this one. Because in order to understand how we can have joy now for heaven in the future, which is what we're talking about today, I think we need to talk a little bit about who. Yes, and I brought a friend to come help me be Jesus. Is that okay? Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, here's Jesus. Everybody say, hi, Jesus. Good job. Are you ready? You're going to help us out right here. So the who, we want to know what is Jesus like, right? Who is this guy? Where are you? Jesus, Not behind Jesus me. Jesus is very shy. Jesus, don't Jesus. don't be shy. Come on over here. You're gonna help me. Do you do you wanna do you wanna take a, a minute? Do you wanna try do you wanna be Jesus? Do you wanna be Jesus? It's okay if you don't. No. Okay. Yes, we can have a Jesus. Will somebody help her be Jesus? Let's see. Okay, Kaden, come on up here, buddy. That's okay. Where'd you go? Oh, she's still here. She wants to hang up here. Okay. So Jesus, Kayden. just Kaden. Here we go. Kids service. Yay! It's so fun. Okay, so our clue number, let's go to the clue. Clue number six. It's on a video. Matthew 4, 23. Jesus went all over Galilee. There he taught in the synagogues. He preached the good news of God's kingdom. He healed every illness and sickness the people had. So what did we hear? What is Jesus like? He's a, did you guys hear anything in there? Did you guys hear it? We might have missed it. He's a teacher. Did you guys know that? Jesus is a teacher. So we're going to hand, when Jesus is ready, we're going to hand him, what do you think of when you think of teacher? An apple, right? Teachers, do they eat apples? I mean, it's kind of stereotypical, but it's fine. Here we go. Teachers get an apple. So Jesus is our teacher. He takes time with us. He explains things. He was never too busy for people. He sat down. He slowed down. He taught individual people, his best friends, his disciples, and he even taught crowds. He taught everybody. This is our Jesus. And the second one, he is a healer. We see all throughout the Gospels where Jesus went around and he healed people, people who were sick, people who needed help, people who needed a doctor. That is our Jesus. He is a healer. Now let's check out clue number seven. Hello, Paradox. Merry Christmas. 
John 15:15. I do not call you servants anymore. Servants do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. I have told you everything I have learned from my father. Bye, Pudox. Merry Christmas. So we've heard that Jesus, he's a teacher, he's a healer, but he's also our friend. And it's so great that we have another buddy right on up here. It's like we planned that. Jesus is our friend. You know what's so cool? When I first, when I first heard this verse, I never actually thought about the fact that Jesus liked me. He actually wanted to be my friend. He wants to be your friend. The next verse says that he chose you. So Jesus, he not only teaches us, he not only heals us, but he chooses us. He chooses you and I to be his friend. All right, let's go to clue number eight. You call me teacher and Lord. You are right. That is who I am. I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You should also wash one another's feet. I have given you an example. You should do as I have done for you. John 13, 13 through 15. Aw, miss that girl. Love seeing Sammy up there. So Jesus, there's a story in the Bible where he actually washed his disciples' feet. Jesus demonstrated in that story what it looks like to get low and to serve other people. Jesus constantly with his life on earth, he showed us that he wasn't actually, even though he was the most important, he didn't act like he was the most important. He served his people. He served the world. And he was also, he also said, I am Lord. I am King. Jesus is Lord of all. Although he serves us, he is King. He is worthy of everything. He's worthy of our lives. Now let's go to the last clue. Is that apple good? Good. I didn't wash it. Sorry, Mom. Oopsies. All right, clue number nine. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. Give praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth and a living hope. This hope is living because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He has given us new birth so that we might share in what belongs to him. This is a gift that will never be destroyed. It can never spoil. It is kept away. It won't fade away. It is kept in heaven for you. This is where our joy comes from. Guys, I think we need a little joy in here. Can everybody give me a big shout? Go, woo, on the count of three. One, two, three. This scripture is why we can have joy. Why? It says this. He has given us a new birth so that we might share in what belongs to him. We get to take part in heaven because of Jesus. And then I love this part. This is a gift that can never be destroyed. It can never spoil or even fade away, and it is kept in heaven for you. Jesus, he's a teacher, he's a healer, he's our friend, he is our, but most of all, he is our savior. He is the reason why, uh uh-oh, I'm getting into Mr. Mike's part. He's the reason why we get excited 
about heaven. All right, my friends, can you give Jesus a big round of applause right here? And Mr. Mike, will you, will you keep expanding on what I started to steal from you, your thunder, on why we're excited about heaven? You stole nothing. It was perfect. So this leads us to our last W, right? We said that we can be excited and have joy in our hearts about heaven because of who is waiting there for us. Jesus, our friend and all, is waiting for us there. But why? Let's ask the critical question. Why? Really, why should we be excited? Why can we be excited about heaven? Do you guys know who Frosty the Snowman is? Yeah. Remember, what's Frosty made of? Snow. snow. Snow, which is pretty much what? What is snow? Water. water. So, so Frosty is basically a big lump of water. He's got some coal, a scarf, a carrot, but he's mostly water. Until, in the story, a magic hat is placed on his head, and then something happens. Something enters into that lump of snow and brings it alive brings it character, makes it a person. Did you guys know that we are just like Frosty? Yeah. The human body is mostly water. We've got some other stuff, not carrots and coal, but some other stuff that make up our physical bodies. And without God, we are basically nothing but a lump of water. But God put in each and every one of us a spirit. Just like the story, when that hat goes on, God placed in each and every one of us a unique spirit. He did it on purpose, and he did it for a purpose. He did it on purpose because he has so much love to give and to share with us that he wants us to share with it. He, he, you were made on purpose, like Miss Holly said, because each and every one of you, each and every one of us is unique. God wants to spend eternity with you and with you and with you and with me. He created us unique to, to accept his love uniquely and, and not, just, not just to accept, but also to give him unique love, to, to be able to, our own personalities, we're all different. Everyone is so different in such a special way that God made us that way. I want you to think for a second about, about the Christmas angels. You guys know the story of Christmas, right? Jesus is born, and then angels appear to the shepherds out in the fields. And they're singing, and they're praising, and, and there's a host. Thousands of angels are there. But why? Why are they singing? Think about it. Have you ever thought about why the angels were actually singing? This is going to get us to our answer of why for heaven. Were they singing because Jesus left heaven and he went to earth? And they're finally like, "Woo! we got rid of Jesus in heaven. That guy's annoying. No! No, that's not why they were singing. Were they singing because, oh, God gets to go to earth and, and taste human food and live a human experience that's going to end in death? No, that's not why they were singing. The angels were singing that morning because Jesus was initiating. God had started the plan that was going to create a bridge, a way for us to be with him forever. On that day, God entered the world, Emmanuel, God with us so that there was a way to be made for us to be with God forever. And as the angels were singing glory to God in the highest, that's what they were praising. They were praising, in a way, us. They were praising the fact that they get to spend eternity praising God and loving God with us, sharing in the love that God has. This brings us to our last clue, our last verse. I'll take this one myself. Um, I want to read it to you. And there's so many verses in the Bible that I could have picked to illustrate this last point, because the whole Bible tells the same story over and over again. But I wanted to use this one because 
It's probably the most famous, and I think this really tells it the best. This is from John chapter 3, verse 16. Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Anyone who believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. So why? Why did God send Jesus to be our friend, healer, teacher, Savior? Why is it that, that God is so excited that he sent the angels to celebrate that day? Why is it that we get to go to heaven? This one word. It was, did you catch it? It's the key word in that is what? Love. Love. God loved us so much. The Bible says that God is love. He's just not capable of love. He doesn't have good days that he's more loving and bad days. God is love. And the Bible says that he has so much love that he has love for you and for everyone. And that is why we can celebrate Christmas. That is why we have the joy that we have today. I want to symbolize this a little bit for us. I have a balloon here, kind of tucked over here. I want to show you this balloon. Balloons are colorful and light and fun, right? Balloons often symbolize happy occasions and joy, like what? Parties, right? So let's let this balloon for us symbolize the joy that we can carry and we can have. What happens when you give a kid a balloon? Sometimes they do, but all, other times they do this, especially when there's other kids, right? And they want to hold it and keep it. Some of them keep it till it shriveled down to something. So, so keeping this balloon can symbolize for us carrying the joy that we have in our hearts, knowing that the God of the universe created us uniquely to share his love with and made a way for us to be with him and enjoy that love forever, doing exactly what? I don't know. Exactly where? I don't care. When exactly? Anytime. God loves us so much that he made that way. Does anyone want to hold this balloon? I only have the one balloon. You want to hold it? Okay. I'm sorry. I only have one balloon. There's no... What? There's another. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was only one. Apparently there's two balloons. All right. Who would like the second... Uh, what? There's more? This is so weird. All right. Apparently I have three... I don't know what's going on here. All right. We got another balloon? We got another? Oh, no. Okay, okay. I think we get the one on. Okay, okay. They're, they're rushing the stage. Security. <laughs> Here you go. Here. Shh. All right, pause. Okay, pause. Guess what? There's about to be a lot more in just a second. Hold on. So, so, this one's for me. So, sit down so I can finish. Thank you. So, this balloon symbolizes for us the love of God. And you see what happens with kids. I want it. I want it. We all want that joy. And that's great. And unlike kids who are not willing to share when there's only a few balloons, what would happen if we knew that just like this present back here, what if God's love was endless? Listen to this. What if God's love was so big and so endless that there was enough love in the world for the whole world? What if there was enough joy and love coming right now in the whole world for everyone? Oh, look at this. Look at this. Bat that love around. Bat that joy around. Look behind you. He's, I love that he's so focused on this balloon that he didn't see the, 
the 700 following behind him. All right, here's how we're going to close out our service for this morning. I hope that you guys understand that God's love is for you. The joy that we can carry in anticipation of a life of eternity in heaven with God is real and awesome. As we go into our last song, I want to say two things. Number one, for some of you today or for some of you watching online, I know that joy can feel elusive right now, especially this time of year, maybe a loss of a loved one or something. Sometimes it's, even though we carry this joy and we might have it, it's hard to feel it. If any of you are having those feelings right now and you just would love to talk to someone or you would like to pray during these last two songs, our prayer team is going to be right out there by the cafe this week. If you'd like to go out and pray with someone, they are out there during these last two songs. We are going to sing these last two songs and we're going to invite the kids, if they want, to come up. Miss Holly and I are going to spread you guys out on the stage as you lead us in a couple of Christmas songs. This first song is called Go Tell It on the Mountain. And as you sing this song, I want you guys to have fun. Go ahead and stand up. We are going <laughs> to bat these balloons around as we remember that God's joy and love is to give away because there's a never-ending supply. It keeps coming come back to us. us. All right, kids, so come on up. We're going to spread out on the stage. And we're going to sing a song. Thank you for listening to the Paradox Church Podcast. If you want more information about us or to just get connected, please visit our website at www.paradoxchurch.com. We would love to hear from you.